from the Jack and Joan Stratter Studio in beautiful CCM at the University of Cincinnati. It's the Dennis Daniel Show. Tonight's guest, voice actor Eric Vale, plus John Pokemon in the Dennis Daniel Show Band, and your announcer, me, Belle Dandy. And now, here's your host. He is the 2011 BearCast Lifetime Achievement Award winner, Mr. Dennis Daniel. Gentlemen, boys and girls, and children of all ages, you successfully navigated to America's greatest radio station on the internet and BearCastRadio.com's greatest American talk show segment, none other than the Dennis Daniel Show. I am your host. I'm the original all-American, American, 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 and BearCastRadio.com's Lifetime Achievement Award winner for 2011, Dennis Daniel. And joining me, folks, well... John Pokemon will be joining us in a little bit, but right now, joining me in the studios, I've got two new faces to BearCastRadio.com. They're, well, one you might know if you listened to us back last summer, but the other one is a brand new face. Give it up for my sister Katie, who will be known from this day as DJ KK, and her friend, Syndication. Hello, hello, BearCast. Hello. How are you girls doing today? Fairly nice. You know why I'm excited about today's interview, girls? Why are you excited for today's interview, Denny? Because tonight on the Dennis Daniels Show, we have got voice actor Eric Vale. Now, for those who don't know who Eric Vale is, they might know him as the awesome Saiyan son of Vegeta and Bulma, Trunks, from the popular Dragon Ball Z, and, I know Syndication's probably getting excited for this one, America, and to a lesser extent Canada, from Hitalia Axis Powers. You don't say. That's right, Katie. I am excited. I have been Americanizing all week for this interview. I've been eating McDonald's cheeseburgers. I've been waving the American flag five hours every night this week. I have been watching every American wrestler that I can find. That's right. Hulk Hogan, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Sergeant Slaughter, Jack Swagger, Kurt Angle. I've been Americanizing myself for this epic interview with America. Well, Denny, if your current vocabulary and the use of America more than once, I can tell... However, did you go see the Avengers movie with Captain America? I saw Captain America the first Avenger. Close enough. I am so American right now that it would make Bandit Keith jealous. Ooh, that's that's pretty American right there. That's right. That is right. Now, of course, Italia is based on a uh, concept. What would it be like if the countries during World War II were not countries, but actual people? It's a good question. And Eric Vale plays America, the greatest country on the greatest planet in the greatest solar system. Also known in the show as the hero. Yes, the hero. I mean, didn't he propose that a giant superhero protect us from global warming? I believe so. Wasn't it called Global Man? Pretty Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. And, 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 of course, he also voices Canada, which is kind of like the top hat of America. But not as important. But I'm pretty sure America is Canada's underwear, though. Syndication? No. No. 
Nothing is as great as America. America is America. They have a song called America F. Yeah. We can't play it on the show, but... Well, of course not. But it's showing how important America is. I mean, I mean, okay, the other countries are okay, but you can't beat America. Because America is just so American. But anyway, let's get back to, um, to Eric Vale, of course. He also did Trunks in Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball Z Kai and Dragon Ball GT. Yes, we didn't forget about GT. We just don't always talk about it. Mm. I mean, Trunks was awesome when he came out. The son of Vegeta and Bulma, the least likely couple to have a child in the history of anime. No one saw it coming. Uh, I, mean, I mean, just think about Vegeta, you know, having sex with Bulma. That's kind of... <sighs> Denny. I just, I mean, just look at the guy. I mean, the guy, he doesn't smile. He, he, his frowns are forced into smiles by his muscles because he's so powerful. And, of course, you know, their son is Trunks. And it's funny because in middle school, for health class, we had to take one of those babies home. We didn't have the eggs. We had, we had like, a, a baby with, like, cyber technology inside oh, of it. No, trust me. I remember when you brought that thing home. It was uh, so annoying. Hey, guess what I named it? What did you name it? Baby Trunks. Look, this was when the Android saga came out on Toonami. This was, it was cool to me. So I named my baby, Baby Trunks. And then again, of course, he's known for other, other awesome roles. So let's go ahead and take a quick look at what makes Eric Vale so incredible. Dude, rock out. I am awesomely the first one here. Now I can say, Zay, aren't you running a little late? Those losers are going to totally feel like completely stupid, yo. Uh, it's just, you know how you like to boss everybody around? Well, they always think I'm you, so they take it out on me. I don't suppose you would reconsider being the asshole of the world, would you? Huh? Gotcha. Just kidding. I was so totally joking with you just in America. Wasn't that funny? When I said huh, I meant I couldn't hear you. What'd you say, bro? I said I love how we've become best friends, and that's all. We're living in fear with no way out. It's terrible. But you can make a difference, Goku. My mother told me that you could. And now I believe her. Your mother knows me? Am I going to meet her, or do I already know her now? Now. Oh, wow! I know your mom, huh? That's bizarre! Does she live by me or something? She's standing right there. <laughs> Bubba's your mother?! <laughs> oh, that guy just pointed his finger and Kakarot fell down! Ladies and gentlemen, Jackie Chun has done a reprehensible thing! Mm -hmm. What's going to light up the skies for us at night? What about romantic moonlit walks? And you can just say goodbye to relaxing ocean wave CDs. And what about the Wolfman? What will he howl at? Stop being a goof and start huh? counting. Oh, yeah, of course. Women shouldn't wear stinky desert uniforms. They should wear bathing suits and stripper heels. That one piece makes you look like six pounds of crap in a two-pound bag. And those ruby heels prop you up like a side of beef in a window. Beautiful. That mouth of yours could be doing much more than talking right now. Enough, Don Juan. This isn't the time or place. You need to focus on how you're going to get me out of this hellhole. What did you say? The only hole I'm interested in is the one you have between your legs that my kid's going to come marching out of. <laughs> You've let me know what question is that kickstarts that crashed out brain of yours. Oh, I can't think why you're hitting me like that. That doesn't sound like a pass, so spit it out. I will beat you all night until we get the call from your sorry perverted. I'm 
not really sure how or when the animals first came to represent the years, but I don't believe they were there from the beginning. What I do know is at no time in the history of the Zodiac has the cat ever been included. So you see, the cat has been shunned by society for thousands of years. But as the story is told, it still yearns to be accepted. Like I say, a truly foolish animal. I noticed it this morning that you're starting to look a bit pale. You should really take better care of yourself. Perhaps we'll bump into each other again tomorrow. So as you see, Eric Vale is awesome. I mean, I mean all those great roles, and, and there's just... Oh, man, what can I say about the guy that hasn't already been said? I mean, Trunks, the World Martial Arts Tournament announcer. All this great stuff, and uh, what, what more can I say? For crying out loud, it's so much. I do not know if there's anything else you can say, Denny. I mean, just America alone was awesome. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. Forget Prussia. I hate Prussia. And Canada? Canada. 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 What would they ever give us? Canada is definitely the butt of the world. No, it's the top hat of America. But they gave us maple syrup. We got maple syrup from America a lot better than there. And we say about instead of a boot. And summer lasts more than a week. And we eat real bacon. Not that Canadian bacon. That's ham for crying out loud. But anyway, I, I'm getting a little excited right now. Let's go ahead and get this started. My guest tonight is a very popular voice actor, ADR writer, and director. He's best known as Trunks from Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball Z Kai, and America from Hitalia Axis Powers. And we have him on the show tonight. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the second greatest American hero in the history of America, next to George Washington, well, and Chuck Norris. If you forgot Chuck Norris, he would come out here... And punch you if it's this. Anyway, a true American hero, Mr. Eric. Mr. Bale, thank you, and welcome to the Dennis Daniel Show. Thank you for having me. Hey, it's truly awesome that you are on here because, I mean, America alone is, is, is worth the price of admission for this show, even though we're not charging anything to, to listen to it. Uh, I, I completely agree. Uh, well, I don't know. You all kind of pay your taxes. Well, yeah, yeah, we, we pay our taxes. But, but, but America, there's so much that, that, we, that we've gotten from America. I mean, awesome jacket. The Cheeseburger, Rocky IV, uh, what else have we got? Um, um, let's see. What uh, that's pretty much it, I think. Uh, no, no, there's more, there's more. Um, oh, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, that was made by an American. No, no, we don't, we don't, talk, we don't talk about My Little Pony around me. Oh, oh, come on, Eric, we, we have some voices from the show on here. Be nice to them. Oh, no, we don't do that. We have mad respect for all the voice actors and all actors of all kind because... Hey, everybody's got to have a job. But uh, if uh, if I have to have another conversation about My Little Pony with somebody like Josh Greeley... Uh, <laughs> Josh Greeley, I love that guy. We're going to have to start taking some hostages up in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and America <laughs> has ways of making them talk. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We've, uh, we've made it uh, legal, and if not legal, legal enough. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, what got you interested in voice acting? Uh, well, acting. 
really, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't choose voice acting in particular. Um, I just uh, happened to start working in that field and uh, have continued to work in that field uh, as well as uh, plenty of uh, plenty of other acting roles as well uh, outside of voice acting. So uh, it's just the one that uh, that you guys seem to uh, enjoy quite a bit, which I certainly appreciate. But um, I, uh, I've been acting since I was just a little kid. I, I got got interested in the whole concept when I was about ten years old, and and uh, when I was about twelve, I started taking acting classes, and I really never stopped. Sounds like a uh, a rich, full life doing acting. So, um, do you have any kind of yeah. formal education in acting, or or you know, professional background? Yeah, yeah. I did, I, I I mean, I took. Uh, I mean, I started taking classes uh, in in uh, grade school, and uh, did uh, all my theater classes in grade school, and was a theater major in college uh, for a while, and then uh, I won't bore you guys with the whole story right now, but uh, toward the end of my degree, I had to switch my major over from theater to English because of university politics, which happens at universities from time to time. And happened at mine, so I had to do that. <laughs> Don't I and, know it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you guys have uh, dealt with that from time to time as well. So I had to do that, and um, which is okay because you know, heck, half of the English degree was studying um, plays like Shakespeare and Moliere and stuff like that. So I got a good uh, good amount of training in there as well. But I never stopped doing the theater either. By the time I was doing uh, by the time I was in my latter years of college, I was giving, uh, I was booking work professionally, anyway. So, um, so yeah, that's where my that's where my um, training comes in is college, mainly. BearCastRadio.com. This is the Dennis Daniels Show. We've got Eric Vale on the air, best known as Trunks from Dragon Ball Z and America from Hitalia Axis Powers. Now, how do you prepare to audition for a role? Well, you know, everybody has. Uh, all the actors I know, everybody has their own little different things. And um, I learned a long time ago that uh, the best audition technique for me when it comes to uh, voiceover is to not prepare at all. Uh, the less preparation I do, the more, uh, the more I go strictly on instinct alone, the the better I seem to do in my auditions. I don't know why that is. That is uh, my technique and my technique, my technique alone. I don't recommend it for anybody. I recommend that everybody find their own way, and that's my way. And uh, we figured that out way back when uh, I booked the role of Desert Punk, because uh, while I had to, I had written episodes of Desert Punk by the time I auditioned for it, the audition was kind of sprung on me. I didn't have a lot of time to prepare, so I literally walked in having not looked at the sides and just read them. I just walked in and went, whatever, here, I just, we don't have time. I have to lay down this audition. I did it, walked out, and booked the role and thought, hey, maybe it's because of this reason or that reason or there's a thousand reasons why it seems to work for me but it works and heck it even worked again today i auditioned for a commercial this morning and my agent called me and told me i booked it this afternoon Woo! 
So it was the same, thank you, same sort of thing. I, I didn't even read the side before I auditioned for it. Hey, so. man, again. Like a boss. Like a boss, baby. Well, you know, a boss who has done, you know, a tremendous amount of, uh, of, uh, work. I mean, it's, you know, a lot of people, you know, that whole misnomer of, uh, of overnight success, you know, that's my favorite thing. It's like anybody who ever, who you've ever heard of having overnight success, they'll tell you that there's no such thing. Everybody works really, really hard at any type of success they receive in their life. So, you know, I just figured out exactly what kind of process works best for me through the course of, you know, <laughs> decades of refining my uh, skills. Hey, hey, you, you do work. That's all you can all you can do. And Desert Punk truly showed that. That was uh, one of those unique shows. And Thank you. Thank you. Got just just the name alone. It made me feel like Clint Eastwood should have said, you know, like you're a Desert Punk. That's right. Yeah. See, great show. Oh gosh, great show. It's one of my one of my personal favorites. <laughs> it was truly a unique concept because Japan, you know, total desert, kind of trigun esque, if you will. Yeah, it was. It was nice. <laughs> I, had a, I had a blast working on that show. <laughs> yes, and and that and that uh, and that girl character you uh, you voiced along, man. That was the breast, best, best, best. Yeah, it was the it was the breast character I've ever had to play opposite with. I said breast, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if your character ever asked her if she had two nipples for a dime. Ha, ha, ha. I'm terrible, I know. Well, anyway, we're coming from the College Conservatory of Music here at the University of Cincinnati, which houses a lot of theater, vocal, and drama majors. Do you have any advice for those who would like to pursue a career in voice acting? Well, uh, the, uh, the advice that I have is uh, diversify. Uh, you know, I do not make my living as a voice actor. I make my living as an actor and as a writer and as a director. You know, this, I, I do all of these things and that's how I'm managed to make a living at it. Uh, it's not, uh, you, voice acting for anime is an incredibly specified field. It's an incredibly difficult field to break into. And once you're there, it's an incredibly difficult field to maintain. Uh, because the work is really, really hard. And uh, honestly, there's not a tremendous amount of money to be made in it. Like, uh, let's talk about Hitalia. You know, Hitalia, I've received a lot of wonderful accolades for. Everybody's really embraced the show and embraced the characters that I play on that, and that's fantastic. But the uh, amount of time uh, that I spent recording that show is minimal because each episode is five minutes long and I could record an entire season of Italia in a day or two and I'm not kidding yeah what was uh, up with that yeah, only five minutes an episode man Funimation <laughs> they could have released one episode would have sold like like wildfire well it had something to do with the way the episodes were of course done in Japan I, I, I'm not exactly sure of all the details but it was the episodes were meant to be viewed in uh, in webisode type format, and I believe they were meant to be viewed on uh, mobile devices like uh, iPhones and whatnot. So that's why you ended up with these very very short episodes. Um, so 
but anyway, that's that's the thing is like you know the the advice that I have for everybody is diversify yourself. Don't uh, don't don't pigeonhole yourself into one type of acting. That's I have a lot of people saying I I want to be a voice actor. I want to be a voice actor, and I tell them all you know the key to it is acting. I I, I always wanted to be an actor, and I and that's what I do. You know, I still I still act. I still uh, act in uh, film, uh, television and uh, do a little bit of stage work whenever the opportunity presents itself, which is rare, but it does from time to time. And, um, and then, of course, my voice work. And that's, that's how you're going to make a living as an actor is you act everywhere all the time whenever you get the opportunity. Yes, I do know that you are actually working on a independent movie called Chariot, which we're going to talk about a little later on in the show. And That's right. It, it's, yes, I know. Shameless plug. I know. We do that a lot on the show. Please, please, please. Let's plug away. We'll encourage the listeners to stay tuned to the show, and we'll talk a little bit more about Chariot later on in the program. Great. Now, one of your best-known roles is Trunks from Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Z Kai, and Dragon Ball GT. How did you audition for the role, and what do you think of his character? Well, uh, the character of Trunks is always—he's <laughs> always been one of my favorite. It was—it was the first character I ever played in anime, which was great for me. It was very—it uh, was easy for me to play that character uh, coming out of the gate because the character was very, uh, very simple. Um, he doesn't have many dimensions. He's kind of a one-note character. He—he he has. Oh, I would say one note pro- probably simplifies it too much. He has one or two things that he does from time to time, uh, but he doesn't—he doesn't have a whole bunch of levels to, that, that you have to play, which is great. Uh, makes makes uh, made it easy as an actor stepping into that role because there's a lot of technical things that you have to do as as an anime voiceover uh, actor. So uh the way I got the role was uh, I was I was in college I was delivering pizzas and uh this girl that I was in college theater with a few years before came into the pizza joint late one night and handed me a phone number and said hey listen I'm doing uh this uh, cartoon she called it at the time and I'm doing voices on it and she was playing Boma and she said, "Hey, here's uh, here's this phone number. Why don't you give this guy a call? They they could use your voice on this show." So I said, "Okay." I called the number. I got an audition, and uh, they called me back a couple weeks later to uh, audition again. And then the next day, I was in the booth playing Trunks. I think Trunks coming onto the scene when it, when he did when they debuted the Android Saga on Toonami, I think it was some of the best programming available just for that time alone. First off, Trunks is a born badass. I mean, not only is he half human, he's also half Saiyan, which also means that he's half awesome as well. And I just think that storyline that would lead to the Cell Saga, which was just possibly some of the coolest stuff you could see Dragon Ball Z-wise. And of course, then you would also go on to do Trunks in, in Dragon Ball GT, and his role was kind of... What, what do you think of his role in GT as compared to Z and Kai? Oh, you know... Dragon Ball GT is it is what it is, you know. There's there's not much there's not much you can say about it. It's uh, it was it was a show that very clearly tried to uh, tried to capitalize on the success of Dragon Ball Z by using 
more of the formula of Dragon Ball, um, which uh, I don't think really worked, uh, in my opinion. So it's yeah. like the it's like the uh, the lesser known cousin of Dragon Ball Z. It's not it's not totally bad, but I think they tried to make it too much like Z when we all knew that Z was just an, a juggernaut in anime. I mean, they probably could have just continued Dragon Ball Z from there. Uh, you know, just to end the series right there, but maybe they took a little liberties with trying to make it its own separate entity. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think so. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't know, everybody kind of wanted, wanted more Dragon Ball Z after Dragon Ball Z was over, and they got Dragon Ball GT, you know? I don't think anybody wanted to see Trunks as a, uh, as a nerdy CEO, I, I think they wanted to see him as as a fighter. You know, that's what that's what made Dragon Ball Z the big hit that it was 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 fighting and battling. That's all people wanted to see. Yeah, they they didn't yeah. want to see CEO delegations. They didn't want to see corporate meetings. They wanted to see one thing: kick ass fighting. And that's what Dragon Ball Z had. GT was more of the what would happen if the Dragon Balls were misused too many times, or what would happen right. if the Dragon Balls came to life and formed an alternate new entity. That was actually pretty cool, and we got to see Goku go to Super Saiyan 4, and that was all neat. But I feel like it could have just been a continuation of Dragon Ball Z. It didn't have to be its own separate entity. Right, yeah, it could have been. But... but. Yeah, well, thank goodness for all the movies that came out of Dragon Ball Z, and there were a ton, and, and you got to be in a lot of them, including, of course, the history of Trunks, which gave the backstory of how Trunks came to the present from the yeah. future, which was pretty good. A lot, a lot of these movies were kind of hitting this because they kind of tangent off of the storyline that was going on, like, where did the Broly nonsense fall between the ten days that they had to get ready for the Cell games? Yeah, I think it did, and I think that happened a lot on that show. But then again, I think they they tried to more often than not capitalize on the success of the show and, um, you know, painted themselves into a few corners. BearCastRadio.com, this is the Dennis Daniels Show. We've got Eric Vale on the air, best known as Trunks from Dragon Ball Z, and America from Hikaya Axis Powers. Now, Dragon Ball Z is, of course, known for its extensive screaming parts, and I mean not stub your toes screaming, I mean like getting your scrotum caught in a closing subway door screaming. What was it like to record those long extensive screening segments, and how did you channel the intensive amount of energy needed to maintain those extended screams? Well, you know, at first it was very difficult. Uh, I had to have training sessions at the studio teaching me how to do all of the reactions and and do all of the screamings, and, and, and uh, <laughs> at some point, uh, I started to figure out how to how to do it. You learn how to uh, you learn how to channel your breathing so that um, so that you can scream for longer periods of time, and you can make you can make your screaming sound louder by using less breath, which doesn't blow your vocal cords out as bad so you so i can now i can now scream a whole lot and it doesn't uh it doesn't hurt my voice because the that's that's how you end up hurting your voice is you 
can blow a whole bunch of air past your vocal cords, and 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 you you um you move them too fast, you know, and you do that a whole lot, you you break them down. Um, but when you get to the point where you don't have to push as much air, you sort of train yourself. You don't have to push as much air through the vocal cords, but you can get the same sort of intensity and sound, um, which is what we have all who've worked on Dragon Ball Z eventually figured out how to do. Um, it's not something you can really teach somebody. It's just something you kind of have to have to figure out on your own. Yes, um, we, we, when we had uh, Kyle Aber on the show uh, in 2010, he talked about having to do the extensive Kamehameha waves. Eventually, it would it would be so much for him that he would actually pass out in the in the booth. Yeah, that that happened to me once, very early on, like within my first six months of of voicing the character, and I, it's just because you know, again, you, I just didn't know what I was doing, and now I'm you know a lot older and a lot wiser and know how to not, you know, work myself up that much. Yeah, so it's just, I could not do it, Eric, because I just, I think I would, I would actually scream loud enough that I would actually shoot my vocal cords out of my mouth and over to the um, throat of my uh, co-host who is just joining us right now. He is the American flag to my bald eagle, the boss of them on, John Pokemon. Yeah, fake ID, fake ID. Uh, by the way, Eric, this is my brother, John Pokemon. John Pokemon, Eric Vale, a.k.a. Trunks from Dragon Ball Z. Fantastic to meet you. Hey, 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 what's up? Actually, John was the reason I got into Dragon Ball Z when I was younger, because he was watching it during the uh, Ginyu Force Saga. And, of course, we would watch it after school every day when we got home. And it was so much fun. And I even, I was telling him how I named that a baby I took home for health class, Baby Trunks. <laughs> It was it was really big to me back then. Now, of course, um, another role you're known for is America, and the girls are excited about this because it's America from the popular Hitalia Axis Power series. What is it, what was it like to work on that show, and what do you think of the concept that this show looks at the countries during World War II not as countries themselves, but representative of actual people and acting personality-wise? Yeah. Okay. Now, no, I'm sorry. Say that. Say that again. What's the? I'm sorry. What's the question? Rewind. What was it like to work on Hitalia Axis Powers as America and to a lesser extent Canada? Sorry, Canada. No offense. And what did you think of the show's concept that instead of actual countries during World War II, they were actual people interacting with each other during World War II? Uh, well, uh, the concept was. Uh, I thought it was fun and hilarious and, and uh, oversimplified, which allows it to uh, be played up for comedy, which I think is great. I think, uh, unfortunately, there's a, a strange, uh, massive group of people who actually believe that a lot of what's said in the show is uh, actual history, which is quite wrong. But uh, there's, there, there's that flaw that's happened in the, in the fame of the show. Uh, working on the show was a blast. Uh, I got a chance to work with some, some great directors, um, and, uh, awesome scripts by some awesome writers. We had a blast working on the show and I, I love the characters that I play. Uh, it was really, really a lot of fun, uh, just hooping and hollering and getting to be an idiot. It was, it was really cool. Hey, we don't apologize for our mistakes, do we, John? 
No, and that's how it should be. You know, America is America because it's America. In America, we hate soccer. That's right. And that's the way it should be. Or as they call it in Britain, football. Yeah, and, that's right. Yeah, and and in Canada, you know, we're not big fans of Canada. I mean, they've given us a lot of great stuff like Red Green and Bret Hart, but I think we are incredibly awesome. And I don't see I don't see why why Canada Canada has no room to talk about what makes it so so, so great. So just for a few seconds, we want to explain why Canada isn't as great as it is. And here to do that is Sean Michaels. Canada where you can enjoy a beautiful train ride and go back to freezing cold temperatures, Canadian bacon, bears, hockey, more bears, freezing cold temperatures. Did I mention hockey? Yeah, I think that solves it right now. Why Canada is not as good as America because we have real bacon, not ham. Even though ham, ham is good. That's the disclosure that we want to put on there. Ham is very, very good. But it's just not, America's just not, it's just, it's just better than Canada. And I will say that to Canada's face. I will walk up to that prime minister and I will go, Canada, you suck. The views, are, the views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of this Daniel show, BearCastRadio.com, or the University of Cincinnati. <laughs> uh, you, you might get assaulted by the Canadian Secret Service. We, we got John here. He's going to be a U.S. Uh, Marshal, you know, 007, licensed to kill, then ask questions later, and then kill again. But, um, of course, I, I don't think Canada's really that bad. I just like to rip on Canada because Canada is the top hat of America. BearCastRadio.com, this is the Dennis Daniels Show. We have got Eric Vale on the air. We have just been joined by John John Pokemon, the boss, the mon, and the man. Now, another show you have done a lead role for is Saji from One Piece, which has received a lot of mixed reactions for the um, English dub, mostly after four kids got their hands on the series first. What was it like working on the new dub of the show? And if you've seen the four kids dub, what do you think of their interpretation of the series? Uh, well, you know, I, I saw some of the four kids dub because I was told, you know, when I was... Uh, when I first auditioned, that was oh, years and years ago. I watched the four the four kids dub once because they said when you audition for the show, just don't sound like these characters. And I didn't know who I was auditioning for, so I just knew just don't make my voice sound like these guys because we were trying to do something different. So I don't, you know, I don't make any judgment calls on on the way it sounded before. I, I didn't I didn't know much of the show so I didn't know what it should or shouldn't sound like. I just know that when I went into the booth I had a couple of ideas of the way I thought the character should sound and, and that's what I uh, that's what I that's how I auditioned and and that's uh, how how they cast the show. Uh I hope everyone's pretty happy with what we've done with the show. I really enjoy it. Uh I like One Piece. It's one of my favorite shows I've I've worked on. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, the characters are great. I love playing Sanji. He's he's a really fun character to work on. Yeah, no offense to the four kids voice actor. I just like your Sanji a little better than the original one because the the four kids Sanji sounds like he should be in the mafia. You know, like hey Rufy, gonna make you side dish. You can't refuse. <laughs> That's my interpretation. <laughs> That's just how I saw it. 
but you know it's it's doing it's not actually not bad. I mean, four kids of course had to dumb it down because it was being shown on Saturday mornings. Whereas Funimation, they had more license to show the blood, the, the bloodshed, the the cigarettes. They got rid of that lollipop and made a cigarette. Uh, right, right. That's we got true. to see some cleavage from Nami, and, and that's always a good thing. Uh, yeah, cleavage is always a good thing. But it, well, uh, again, most. again, two two separate entities, you know, but. I think Funimation just, you know, dominated the four kids version, and that's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. Well, thank you. I mean, I, I would, of course, I'd have to agree that we're on the winning team as well, but, uh, you know, I mean, I'm a little biased. And, and Zolo's Christopher Sabat, who's just awesome right there. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. Aside from voice acting, you've also worked in ADR as director and scriptwriter for shows such as Gunslinger Girl, Case Closed, and the Dragon Ball series. By the way, you were also the World Martial Arts announcer, which was just an awesome role. I, I loved playing Budokai and just hearing you go, Goku versus Nappa! Are you ready? Thank you, thank you. I, I truly enjoy that uh, the world tournament announcer. He's a blast. <laughs> it's just, just hearing those and, and just, you know, just the computer picking them at random. Just to, It was just so cool just hearing that. So what is it like to go from voice acting to ADR work, and do you prefer one over the other? Uh, you mean uh, from voice acting to ADR directing? Well, okay, let's start there. Do you prefer ADR directing over the voice acting? Uh, well, uh, no, I mean, I don't. I don't do ADR directing anymore. All, all the directing that I do now is uh, is is different. Like uh, currently, I'm the I've been the voice director for the new Borderlands 2 video game. So I've been working on that since last October, and we're still we're still working on that right now. Well, you know what they say: um, ain't no rest for the wicked. That's the truth, baby. And uh, so I'm doing that, and uh, so I, I enjoy that directing. Uh, my my passion is always acting, so I, I I would have to say acting is always going to be my favorite. But I think that one thing, one always helps the other. We are talking with Eric Vail. We're going to take a quick commercial break to um, let Eric get a few seconds to uh, get himself adjusted. You are listening to the Always American Dennis Daniel Show. My name is Sasuke Uchiha, and while I search for those responsible for the destruction of my clan, I listen to the all-taste explosion with the Boogaloo Shrimp featuring John Pokemon and the Dennis Daniel Show. Daniel's show, and as always, I am the one, the only Dennis Daniel. We have got Eric Bale on the phone, and apparently we have caught him in an awkward moment. No, 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 I'm good. I was just talking to my family. Oh, hi, Eric Bale's family. They're waving. Well, we had a webcam for this, but anyway, you've also done work for a majority of the Dragon Ball Z video games, as well as several Age of Empires games for the company Okatron 5000. Now, we've heard this name tossed about back and forth on several interviews. What exactly is Okatron 5000? Uh, Okatron 5000 is Chris Sabat's audio studio. So, Chris Sabat owns a studio, 
and it's called Ocatron 5000, and they contract out uh, many, many different projects, video games uh, being just one of them. I, I was just curious on, I hear Ocatron tossed around, especially by that douchebag Prussia, the character, not the person, the character, not, I got nothing against Todd. <laughs> just, I just hear, I just hear Ocatron tossed around like, you know, like a business card, and I'm like, what exactly is Ocatron? I mean, is it like Otacon if it was a robot? Which apparently it's yeah. not. <laughs> what characters do you think you resemble more personality-wise? Uh, unfortunately, probably America. Why unfortunately? Time. That's not a. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Well, it, it's it's un, it's unfortunate how easy uh, the characters of Desert Punk and America came to me, um, but. Uh, you know, that's not how I act on a normal day-to-day -day basis, but, you know, there's certainly some character traits that we, we all share. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather be more America than, than, than Desert Punk, just because Desert Punk's kind of lecherous, and uh, he's, he's just kind of, a, he's kind of a desert punk. Yeah, he is. Pretty awesome, though. I bet you get this asked a lot, but what's your favorite role you've done? Uh, you know, I, 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 it changes depending on my mood, but, uh, I, you know, Desert Punk and America are, are pretty, pretty great. Probably because they're so similar to me. Um, I, 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 maybe Desert, like Desert Punk more just because he had more to do. And, uh, you know, he had a little bit more of an arc, uh, than America. America had a little bit less to do. Yeah, the, the, uh, yeah. The, uh, of course, I bet you guys had a lot of fun doing the uh, Paint It White movie from Italia. Yeah, that was a good time. That was a good time. But again, you know, Paint It White, I, I didn't spend a whole lot of time working on that. I, I I worked on that movie for about two hours. Ouch! Man, blasted Italy and Germany and Japan, taking all the all the good time from America. Well, you know, it's just it's, well, it's not about that. It's just about the fact that it just doesn't. It just doesn't take a whole lot of time to uh, to, to do what we got to do sometimes. Uh, I, I'm still trying to wrap my brain around how in the world could they get away with just doing five minute episodes? It's it's, it's like selling a commercial. I know it is. It is. It, it's very. They're very short, but uh, well, I guess they were going for for quality, not quantity. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Now, I'm sorry, if you hear anybody, it's my daughter. She might be actually, actually, that actually leads us into our next question. Yes. I know that you're very devoted to autism research, and you have a page dedicated to autism awareness on your website, ericvale.com, which we will link to the Autism Explosion website afterwards. Can you tell us a little bit about your dealings with autism? The, uh, yeah, absolutely. My uh, it, it started with my daughter. You know, we when my daughter was um, starting to walk. We noticed that she was walking on her toes, and my wife, no, uh, my wife recognized that that was a sign, uh, an early sign of of autism, and uh, we uh, decided to get uh, very aggressive, very, very early with uh, therapy and whatnot. And uh, as my daughter has aged, uh, it's it's become, it's gotten uh, more and more. Uh, apparent that that's what she has, and uh, it's been diagnosed that she is mild, mildly autistic. But um, because of our uh, because of our aggressive 
attempts at therapy and the early intervention, um, she is not nearly as autistic, so to speak, as she would have been. And that's kind of the message that I'm trying to send out there to people because I run into people all the time who suspect that their child may be autistic and their child is seven years old and they've never done anything about it. And if we had never done anything about it, I, I, I don't even like to think about where we'd be now. So, yeah, it's a big... Uh, it's a big part of my life, and, you know, of course, it's my daughter, so she's a big part of my life. But, uh, you know, if, you know, nothing else, it's, it, it's led me to meet all these wonderfully, uh, bright and interesting people who are, uh, autistic or Asperger's or have different, uh, um, neurological learning, uh, disorders or disabilities, however you want to phrase it. And, Especially for some reason, this world of of anime draws these people in. So at every anime convention that I go to, there are tons of people uh, who are Aspergers or autistic, and I get to meet and talk with all of them. And it's nice it's nice for them to know that that they are recognized. So it's uh, it all it all somehow seems connected, which is is pretty great. It makes me feel like I'm doing something important other than just being a goofball. For those of you who do want to learn more about autism, head over to www.autism-society.org. And, of course, we'll have a link to the um, to your website, of course, on the AltiseExplosion.com website. Um, are there uh, any new series that you're working on that you can tell us about? Uh, well, not nothing new right now that I can talk about. Unfortunately, I can tell you that I was... Right before I called you, I was working on One Piece. I can talk about One Piece because that's not that's not new. While we're here, let's go ahead and, and let's go ahead and talk about this. You're working on a brand new independent film called Chariot. You just announced it on your Facebook page. It's it's supposed to be this really big deal. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Chariot uh, Chariot is a feature film that I wrote on a challenge. Um, a, a friend of mine works at a TV studio in Dallas, and uh, he's a director there. And he directed a TV pilot last year called Flight Mares. And it aired on the Biography Channel, and it was a, an, a little episodic uh, show with four vignettes about um, people's horrible experiences with airplane crashes or airplane experiences that went bad. And because of this company having to shoot all of this stuff with airplanes, the company bought a 727 fuselage. It's a whole 727 plane that was sitting on their parking lot. And this director came to me and he said, Eric, you're, you know, you're, you're, great writer. Um, that's what he said, not me. And he, and he goes, I challenge you to write a movie that takes place entirely inside of a plane. And I said, okay. And he goes, no, no other locations, no place else. The whole movie has to be shot inside the plane. So I said, 
all right, I'll do it. So I wrote that movie. And uh, everything has uh, come together pretty nicely, and we decided to, the best way to go about shooting this film uh, inexpensively and keep it very independent is to uh, shoot the trailer first, which we did, and you can see on my Facebook page, uh, uh, which is just Eric Vale, pretty easy to find if you haven't found me there yet. Um, and we're going to have a website, which is, uh, I believe, just chariotmovie.com, and that'll be up in about a week. And we're also going to have a Twitter account, and you can find me on Twitter at, uh, at Eric Vale. And real easy to find there too. So we're going to link all of it together, and you can watch this trailer. So the trailer's done, and now we're going to very soon put up a Kickstarter page, where people can uh, contribute funds and help get this film made. So that's going to all happen here really soon. We hope to shoot the film uh, this summer or this fall, depending on uh, some logistical concerns. Logistical concerns being that the plane doesn't have air conditioning and it gets very, very hot in Texas in the summer. So we're going to see if we can air condition it without without it being a concern, then we'll shoot it in the summer. If not, we might have to wait till it cools off. But uh, yeah. that's it. Then uh, real real fast, you can, watch, you can watch the trailer, but the story is that uh, seven people wake up on a plane in mid-flight with no memory of how they got there and then they find out very quickly that they are in flight above the country during the worst terrorist attack on American soil in the history of the world where terrorists are systematically destroying every city in the country well and then add on that there are also a bunch of mother snakes on the mother plane <laughs> right and some snakes. Yeah, and no, the, no and, snakes, I swear. Yeah, it, it, it's unique that it's called chariot, but it's an airplane. I guess chariot is, is, is more of a metaphor. Well, it's uh, they, they actually, they, that little tidbit, the reason for the title is in the trailer. and I, So I can tell you that uh, uh, the woman speaks of the fact that uh, the ancient Greeks, when uh, they knew of uh, an imminent attack on one of their cities, they would take their most valuable people, put them in chariots, and send them away to safety. Ah, so the plot thickens. So, hence, the plane is the chariot. Maybe. Or not. <gasps> or not. Twist. Da, da, da. That's right. Are you confirmed for any conventions this upcoming summer? Um, I do have a... I do have a convention that I'm going to this um, summer in Melbourne, Australia. Hey, Mike. That's right, Mike. And uh, other than that, uh, I don't think I have any other convention scheduled just yet. I uh, I went to a couple recently, but uh, other than that, nope. I still can't believe you didn't get to go to Otakon. I mean, I mean, that's the one place you should go is Otakon. I mean, I know 2010 you couldn't make it, but you, you did that awesome, awesome video from Italia, which was just awesome. Well, that's the that's the one in Baltimore, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, Alt- Oticon happens every year on my anniversary. I can't. I've been telling them that for years. Like you, I can't. I, you know, unfortunately, I can't go. It happens at the wrong time. That answers a lot of questions, Eric. And we and, and the anime fans, I'm sure, will appreciate the fact that you want to spend that weekend with your sweetie. So, so I, I think I think that I think you're off the hook with the anime fans. So, don't sweat it. Okay, we're gonna go ahead and uh, take a couple of listener questions now. Our first question is from Cedric Smith, and he asks, Eric, one of my favorite shows is My Bride is a Mermaid, where you voice Kai Mikaka. How did you like playing a character that turns into an orca when he gets wet? Uh, it was fun. I had a great, I had a great time doing that show. Uh, we had, uh, we didn't have a whole lot of time to do it, so we kind of had to do it pretty quickly. Um, I just know that we laughed a lot. You know, it was kind of a ridiculous show, so we had a good time. Yeah, I don't know if I could tell for my bride being a mermaid. That'd, that'd be kind of weird, especially at the honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> a little strange. Ah, gosh. From Vu Manchu, how was your experience as Trunks from the original Dragon Ball Z different from Kai? Um, well, I got the chance to not learn, not have to learn how to voice act. Uh, the first time around, I was having to learn how to do all the ADR recording and everything. And the second time around, I already knew how to do all that, so I could just focus on character. Made a lot more sense. Kind of was a mixed opinion for me for between Dragon Ball Z and Kai, because on the one hand, you don't have all the filler that the original Dragon Ball Z had, and that's actually kind of a good thing, because you don't get caught up in all these stupid little side stories like Goku learning how to drive, which was funny, but wasn't really relevant to the storyline. But then again, Dragon Ball Z, the original, just, it, it was groundbreaking, and the fact that it took chances with all these stories, including the characters learning how to drive, and... I, I can't pick a choice. Don't make me pick between regular and Kai. They're just, they're both awesome. It's like original and extra crispy Kentucky Fried Chicken. You can't pick. They're both good. Yeah, that's true. I agree. <laughs> From XXYY Lover Girl XX, did you, Eric, prefer Kimberly's character development in the original or the new Fullmetal Alchemist? Uh, I like Brotherhood better because I had I got more to do and I had more character to play with. It was a lot. It was more fun for me. Anytime, anytime where I get more character to play with and more things to do as an actor, I'm gonna like that one better. Yeah, get to be more sadistic there. You know, get to get to play with Psycho Sid a little more. That, that's crazy. Turning people into bombs. That's kind of that's kind of screwed up. Angela Doty, I love you, Eric. How many birthday cards did you get for your birthday? Which was just, I believe, just earlier this week. Um. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It was less. Yeah. Saturday or something. Thank you. As far as like in the mail, like actual birthday cards, none. Aww. That that's okay. I don't. I I don't. One of these days, you're gonna understand. When you're my age, you don't celebrate your birthday anymore. Oh, oh no, Eric. Oh, don't be like that. No, trust me. You're not as old as me. When you are, you're gonna understand. You stop celebrating your birthday because you don't want to get older. I feel like maybe you could at least go go have a, have a small party, you know, invite invite some of the other countries over. I, I mean, I mean, France would make some great food at least. <laughs> I don't oh, know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Don't invite Italy because Italy will get scared of a of a birthday candle and run away and hide. 
Guys, check out ericvale.com. We're going to have a link to it on the Altice Explosion website. Be sure to hit him up on Twitter at Eric Vale, and we will feature him next Friday as one of our Follow 5 Friday members. And just check out all the great shows he's in. You can catch Dragon Ball Z Kai every weekday on Nicktoons Network and Dragon Ball GT every weeknight at 8 o'clock on Nicktoons Network. And, of course, purchase all the great shows from Funimation Eric, thank you so much for being on the show. This is a truly huge honor, and hopefully we'll hear your voice in many great anime to come. Thank you very much, Dennis. Y'all have a good one. All right, and this is the Dennis Daniels Show. Good night, Chachi.